Hello. 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 And welcome to Infinite Cast of Hot Jest. Uh, I am a little sick today. I'm a little froggy. Yeah, you're, you've, I'm, I don't think I've ever heard you sound like this before, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this is new. Well, I'm going to do the best I can. Fortunately, I'm not the one who has to do most of the speaking on this. Yeah, if you, if you had to read, uh, we would be in big, we big would trouble. Be in big trouble. Well, I think that if I had to read, I would slowly improve over time. Do you need like, you know, we have Ricolas in the house. Oh, shit. Where are they? <laughs> Do you want to go get them right now? Yeah. It's very confusing, but there's a tote bag hanging in the bathroom. You you know, the bag of bags in, yes, in the, ba- yes, in the yes, back yes. of the bathroom. And there's just reach in the bottom of it. And there should be a huge pile of Ricolas. Loose Ricolas? Yeah. If there's not, then um, uh, I must well, have survive. done. I must have tidied them up. All right. Well, you start reading it. I'll go get the okay. Ricolas. Yeah. This is, well, <laughs> why don't you just go and I'll, I'll vamp until you no, get back. No, I can hear you. We read from the, okay. It's like two feet away. All right. All right. Start. Anyway, where where are we? We're um, I'm, I hate to say it. We're finished with the TV stuff for now. And now we're back with Morath and Steeply right. in the Fooking Desert. In the Fooking Desert. So we get to hear more of their... Uh, their philosophical debate over, oh, over, do the, we? over the nature of like nationality free and will. citizenship and free will Ugh, and liberty. Gag me with a spoon. Anyway, right. let's go. All right. 30th April, 1st May, year of the dependent adult undergarment. Marath did not quite sleep. They had remained on the shelf for some hours. He thought it, it a bit much, a bit of much, that steeply refused even for a brief time to sit down upon the ground. If his persona's skirt rode up above his weapon, what was the difference? Were grotesque and humiliating undergarments also involved? Morath's wife had been in an irreversible coma for 14 months. Morath was able to refresh himself without quite sleeping. It was not a state of fugue or neural relaxation, but a type of detachment. He had learned this in the months after losing his legs to a USA train. Part of Morath floated off and hovered somewhere just above him, crossing its legs, nibbling at his consciousness, as does a spectator at popcorn. At some times on the outcropping, Steeply went farther than crossing his arms, almost embracing himself, chilled but unwilling to comment on the chill. Morath noted that the gesture of self-embrace appeared convincingly feminine and unconscious. Steeply's preparations for his returning field assignment had been disciplined and effective. The feature of complete unswallowability about M. Steeply as a USA female journalist, even a massive and unfortunate-looking USA female journalist, was his feet. These were broad and yellow-nailed, hairy and troll-esque, the ugliest feet Morath had ever (laughs) observed anywhere (laughs) south of 60 degrees north, and the ugliest supposedly female feet of his experience. Have we established that they're waiting for something? Why are they there? Godot? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, they they are meeting to talk, and both are trying to get information from the. It's spy. It's spy versus. Spy. It's spy versus spy. So they're they're basically just trying to outlast each other. Yeah, or like catch one another in like a moment of like weakness or or yes. um whatever. Uh, they're they're interrogating each other in their own special <laughs> way. Great. Both men were strangely reluctant somehow to broach the subject of plans for getting down off the shelf in the utter dark. Steeply didn't even waste time wondering how Morath could have gotten up or down there in the first place, short of some sort of helicopter drop, which capricious winds and the proximity of the mountainside made unlikely. The dogma around unspecified services was that if Les Assassins Assassins de Fauteuil Roland had one Achilles heel, it was their penchant for showing off, 
making a spectacle of denying any kind of physical limitation, etc. Steeply had field interface with Remy Morath once on a rickety-feeling Louisiana oil platform, 60-plus <laughs> clicks out of Caillou Bay, covered the whole time by armed Cajun sympathizers. <laughs> <laughs> Morath always disguised the boggling size of his arms. Under well, you know that that makes sense because the Cajuns and the Canadians are uh, Synthetico. Linked. Yeah, are, right. Yeah. Are, uh, a, 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 the Cajuns are a Canadian pop- population. Yes, yeah. totally. Um, Morath always disguised the boggling size of his arms under a long-sleeved windbreaker. His eyes were half-closed whenever steeply turned to look. If he, Morath, were a cat, he would be purring. <laughs> One hand stayed below the blanket at all times, Steeply noted. Steeply himself had a small and unregistered Taurus PT-9 taped to his shaved inner thigh, which was the main reason he was reluctant to sit down on the outcropping's stone. The weapon was unsafetyed. In the faint loom and starlight, Morath found the four-limbed American's high-heeled feet compellingly grotesque, like loaves of soft-processed USA bread <laughs> being slowly squeezed and mangled by the footwear straps. The meaty compression of the toes at the shoe's open tips, the leather faintly creaking as he bobbed up and down, hugging himself chillily in the sleeveless summer dress, his fleshy bare arms webbed redly with mottle in the chill, one arm luridly scratched. The received wisdom among Quebecois anti-Onin cells was that there was something latent and sadistic in the Bureau de Service Sans Specificité's <laughs> assignment of fictional personae for its field operatives, casting men as women, women as longshoremen or orthodox rabbinicals, heterosexual men as homosexual men, Caucasians as Negroes or caricaturesque Haitians and Dominicans, healthy males as degenerative nerve disease sufferers, healthy women operators as hydrocephalic boys or epileptic public relations executives, non-deformed USOUS personnel made not only to pretend but sometimes to actually suffer actual deformity, all for the realism of their field personae. Steeply silent. Caucasians as African Americans canceled. I was going to say Cauca- uh, that that's not good, but for I was like, well, a- African Americans as Caucasians. No, we're just talking white chicks. Yeah, yeah that hilarious. Hilarious, right? Uh, Caucasians as African Americans. Office of Unspecified Services is canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Um, uh, steeply silent rose and fell absently on the toes of these feet. The feet were also visibly unused to high USA women's heels for they were mangled looking, deprived of flowing blood and abundantly blistered. And the smallest toes nails were blackening and preparing Morath noted in the future to fall off. But Morath knew also that something within the real M. Hugh Steeply did need the humiliations of his absurd field personae. That the more grotesque or unconvincing he seemed likely to be as a disguised persona, the more nourished and actualized his deep parts felt in the course of preparation for the humiliating attempt to portray. He, Steeply, used the mortification he felt as a huge woman or pale negro or palsied twit of a degenerative musician as fuel for the assignment's performance. Steeply welcomed the subsumption of his dignity and self in the very role that offended his dignity of self. The psychomechanics became too confusing for Murath, who had not the capacity for abstractions of his AFR superiors, Fortier and Prime. But he knew that this was why Steeply was one of Service Sans Specificité's finest field operatives, once spending the better part of a year in magenta robes, sleeping three hours nightly, and allowing his large head to be shaved and teeth removed, shaking a tambourine in airports and selling plastic flowers on median strips to infiltrate a cult-fronted 3-amino-8-hydroxytetralin 
import ring in the US city, USA city, Seattle, that uh, hydroxytetralin takes us to end note 169. tetralin, a synthesized hallucinogen whose high transdermal bioavailability made it a popular ingredient in the happy patches so prevalent in the American West and Southwest of subsidized time. Pharmochemical Quarterly 1718 Spring, Year of the Trial Size Dove Bar, provides a detailed account of the synthesis and transdermal physiochemistry of aminotetralins in general. Uh, so it's like an acid patch. An acid patch. Oh, that's like, cool. Cool. <laughs> Uh, steeply back to the text steeply said because this is the thing about the AFR that really gives them the fantods if you're talking about fear and what to fear he spoke either quietly or not that Morath could determine the empty expanse they both faced off the shelf sucked all resonance causing every sound to sound self-enclosed and every utterance to seem flatly soft and somehow over intimate almost postcoital. the sound of things said beneath blankets winter beating at the log walls Steeply himself appeared frightened, perhaps, or confused. He continued, This disinterest by you guys, it seems, in anything but the harm itself, just getting the entertainment out there to hurt us. The naked aggression by us. Muscles beneath the nylons of the calves budged and receded, bulged and receded as steeply bobbed. The boys in behavioral science say they can't see any sort of po positive political goal the AFR even wants, anything Duplessis was having your Fortier work toward. The USA fantods are meaning fear, confusion, standing hair. The FLQ and Moncalmus, shit, even the most whacked out of Alberta's ultra-rightists, M. Duplessis had once studied beneath radical Edmonton Jesuits, Marath reflected. <laughs> uh, then we, them we can begin to understand as political bodies. Them we can more or less get a feel for dealing with. Their aggression is clothed in agenda, the Bureau of You perceives. Steeply, Steeply's was a thinking face now, an apparent, apparent puzzlement. They at least have aims, real desires, for themselves. Steeply appeared convincingly to ruminate. It's like there's a context for the whole game then with them. We know where we stand differs from where they stand. There's a sort of playing field of context. Causing the chair to squeak, Morath again rotated two fingers of a hand in the air, which for Quebecers signifies impatience. Rules of play, rules of engagement. The other hand was with the Sterling UL machine pistol beneath the blanket. Even historically, the 60s bomb tossers, the spick separatists, the ragheads. Very charming. These are attractive terms. Ragheads, Colombians, Brazilians, they had positive objectives. Desires for self, which you could understand. Even if the objectives were nothing more than things we could file, pin to the board under stated objectives, the, <laughs> the pathetic spics, they wanted certain things. There was a context, a compass for maneuvers against them. Your guardians of national security could understand these positive desires of self-interest. Look at them and relate, as one says, at least, knowing where you stand on the field of play. Steeply slowly nodded, as if to only himself. There wasn't just pure malice. There was never the sense that here were some people who had, had just all of a sudden let the air out of your tires for no reason. You allege we disperse our resources deflating automobile tires? <laughs> a figure of speech. Or, for example, a serial killer, a sadist, somebody who wants you down just for the deviant sake of wanting you down. A deviant. Far south, a blinking system of tricolored lights described a spiral over the airport's tower's pulsing tip. This was a landing aircraft. Steeply lit another cigarette off the butt of his previous and then tossed the butt, peering over the shelf's edge to watch its spiraled fall. 
Morath was looking up and right, steeply said, because politics are one thing, even way out far in the distance fringe politics are one thing. Your 48 doesn't seem to care much about reconfiguration, territory, redemisement, cartography, tariffs, Finlandization, Onanite Anschluss, or toxic waste displacement. Experialism. Steeply said, or so-called experialism, even separatism. None of the other cells' agendas seem to drive you people. Most of the office sees it as just sheer malice with you, no agenda or story. And for you, there is something appalling. Steeply pursed his lips as if trying to blow something off them. But when there are delineatable strategic political goals and objectives, when there's some set of ends we can make sense of the malice with, then it's just business. Nothing of persons, Morath was looking up. Some of the stars seemed to flutter, others to burn with more steadiness. We know which end is up when it's business. We've got a field and a compass. He regarded Morath directly in a way that was not accusing. This seems personal, he said. Morath could not think of descriptions for the way steeply regarded him. Neither was it sad, nor inquisitive, nor quite ruminative. There were small flickers and shadows of movement around the flickers of the celebratory fire down far away on the floor of the desert. Morath could not determine whether steeply was truly revealing emotions about himself. The flickers continually went out. Small shreds of young laughter drifted up to them in the vacuous silence. There were also sometimes rustles in the hillside scrub, of gravel or small living nightly things, or whether perhaps Steeply was trying to give him something, let him know something, and determine whether it went back to M40A. Morath's arrangement with the Office of Unspecified Services seemed most often to consist in submitting himself to numerous tests and games of truth and betrayal. He often felt with USOUS like a caged rodent being regarded blandly by bland men in white coats. I'm piping up to say something almost just because I haven't said anything in a, yeah. in a while. I don't <laughs> know. Okay. This this segment is tedious. I know, I it's know. Boring. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It's spy stuff. I mean, I, I assume... Spying he, is boring. Yeah. Maybe well, that's I, what he's, know, trying he's trying to, trying to say. Do. Is that, and you know what? Waiting. It would be. You know, like the lives of others. You know, it's like... Um, la, la vie des autres. Isn't that movie German? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I don't know it it's French. just gonna be like a ton of yeah spycraft is like a bunch of waiting Mostly listening listening oh, reading God. shit yeah a stakeout uh i i guess in like movies it sometimes feels like it would be like exciting, intense, but can you imagine how boring an actual stakeout would be oh my god i there i mean there's a reason i don't do that job there's a reason you're not a cop yeah <laughs> it's because i i don't i don't have the stamina <laughs> you don't have the i don't have the attention first take out mm-hmm. anyway uh uh yada 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 go on oh yeah also the the way the dialogue is is written i feel like it's confusing to read aloud but whatever yeah and you get like two lines of dialogue every f- two pages Blah. uh the most exciting thing we've gotten so far is the description of that um the hallucinogenic patch right Morath shrugged. USA has previously been hated, richly so. Shining Path and your Maxwell House Company, the trans-Latin cocaine cartels, and the poor late M. Kemp with his exploding home. Did not both Iraq and Iran call USA the very large Satan, as you hatefully (laughs) say they have heads of rags? Steeply exhumed smoke quickly to reply. Yes, but there were still contexts and ends. Revenue, religion, spheres of influence, Israel, petroleum, neo-Marxism, post-Cold War power jockeying. There's always a third thing. Some desire. Some piece of business. Some third thing between them and us. It wasn't just us. It was something they wanted from us or wanted us out of. 
Steeply seemed earnestly to say it. The third thing, the goal or desire, it mediated the ill will, abstracted it somehow. For this is how one who was sane proceeds, Morath says, paying great concentration to aligning the blanket's hems against his chest and wheels. Some desire of self and efforts expending to meet that desire. Not just wanting negatives, Steeply said, shaking the lurid head. Not just wanting some other's harm for no purpose. Morath again found himself pretending to sniff with a congestion. And a USA purpose, desires? This he asked quietly. Its sound was strange against stone. Steeply was pinching yet a next particle of tobacco from his lipstick. He said, this you can't generalize on with most of us since our whole system is founded on your individual free- individual's freedom to pursue his own individual desires. His mascara had now cooled in the formations of its past running. Morath kept silent and fussed with the blanket as Steeply sometimes regarded him. A whole minute passed this way. <laughs> Finally, Steeply said, me... For me personally, as an American, Remy, if you're really serious, I think it's probably your standard old basic American dreams and ideals. Freedom from tyranny, from excessive want, fear, censorship of speech and thought. He was looking with seriousness, even in this wig. The old ones, tested by time. Relative plenty, meaningful work, adequate leisure time. The ones you might call corny. His smiling revealed to Morath lipstick upon one incisor. We want choice. A sense of efficaciousness and choice. To be loved by someone. To freely love who you happen to love. To be loved irregardless of whether you can tell them classified stuff about your job. Uh, <laughs> to, ha- to have them just, tr- just trust you and trust that you know what you're doing. To feel valued. Not to be agendalessly despised. To have good neighborly relations. Cheap and abundant energy. Pride in your work and family and home. The lipstick had been smeared onto the tooth when the finger had removed the grain of tobacco. <laughs> He was faisait monter la pression, which takes us to <laughs> note one seventy Quebecois French working up steam. Mm. Uh, back to the text: the little things, access to transport, good digestion, work-saving appliances, a wife who doesn't mistake your job's requirements for your own fetishes, reliable waste removal and disposal, sunsets over the sp- over the Pacific, shoes that don't cut off circulation, frozen yogurt a tall lemonade on a squeak-free porch swing. Morath's face, it showed nothing. The loyalty of a domestic pet. Steeply pointed the cigarette. There you go, friend. High-quality entertainment, high value for the dollar of leisure and spectation. Steeply laughed agreeably, exhaling a shaped sausage of smoke. In response to this, Morath smiled. There was some silence for thinking, until Morath finally said, looking up and off to think, this USA type of person and desires appears to me like almost the classic, how do you say, utilitaire? A French appliance? Comme on dit, Morath said, utilitarien. Maximum, maximize pleasure, minimize displeasure. Result, what is good? This is the USA of you. Uh, steeply pronounced the USA English word for Morath then. Then a sustained pause. Uh, steeply rose and fell upon his toes. A bonfire of young persons was burning some uh, kilometers down away on the desert floor, the flames burning in a seeming ring instead of a sphere. Morath said, but yes, but precisely whose pleasure and whose pain in this personality type's equation of what is good? When Steeply removed a particle of the cigarette from the lip, he would then roll it absently between his first finger and thumb. This did not appear womanly. (laughs) Come again? Morath scratched the inside the windbreaker. I am wondering, me, in the equations of this USA type, the best good is each individual USA person's maximum pleasure, or is it the maximum pleasure for all the people? 
deeply nodded in a way that indicated willing patience with someone whose wits were not too speedy. <laughs> but there you go. But this question itself shows how our different types of national character part ways from each other, Remy. The American genius, our good fortune, is that someplace along the line back there in American history, them realizing that each American seeking to pursue his maximum good results together in maximizing everyone's good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is that is the, the presumption, but uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, ah, we learned this as early as grade school as kids. I am seeing. <laughs> this is what lets us steer free of oppression and tyranny, even your Greekly democratic howling mob type tyranny. The United States, a community of sacred individuals which reveres the sacredness of the individual choice. The individual's right to pursue his own vision of the best ratio of pleasure to pain, utterly sacrosanct, defended with teeth and bared claws all through our history. Bien sûr. Steeply for the first time seemed to be feeling with his hand his wig's disorder. He was attempting to straightly reposition it without removing the wig. Morath tried not to envision what his BSS had done to the natural brown hair of st- male, the natural brown male hair of Steeply to accommodate the complex wig. Steeply said, "It might be hard for you to quite understand what's so precious about this for us from across this chasm of different values that separates our peoples." Morath flexed his hand, perhaps because it is so general and abstracted. In practice, however, you may force me to understand. We don't force. It's exactly about not forcing our history's genius. You are entitled to your values of maximum pleasure, so long as you don't fuck with mine. Are you seeing? Perhaps help me see by practical evidence. An instance. Suppose you are able at one moment to increase your own pleasure, but the cost of this is the displeasuring pain of another. Another sacred individual's displeasing pain. Steeply said, well, now this is precisely what gives us the fantods about the AFR, why it's so important, I think, to remember how we come from different cultures and value systems, Ramey. Because in our U.S. value system, anybody who derives an increase in pleasure from somebody else's pain is a deviant, a sadistic sicko, and is thereby excluded from the community of everyone's right to pursue their own best pleasure-to-pain ratio. Sickos deserve compassion and the best treatment feasible, but they're not part of the big picture. Marath willed himself not to rise on his stumps again. No, but not another's pain as a pleasurable end in itself. I did not mean where my pleasure is in your pain. How to say better? Uh, imagine there arises a, a situation in which your deprivation or pain is merely the consequence, the price of my own pleasure. You mean you're talking a tough choices, limited resources type situation? But in the simplest of examples, the most childlike case, Morath's eyes momentarily gleamed with enthusiasm. Suppose that you and I, we both wish to enjoy a hot bowl of the habitant soup au pois. <laughs> Steeply said, you mean, but yes, ca- French-Canadian type pea soup. Produit du Montréal, saveur maison, prête à servir. <laughs> Which takes us to end <laughs> 71, home style, ready to serve. I think you had mentioned this before that Quebecois people love pea, pea soup. soup. What? Uh, we have never had pea soup in Quebec. What is it with you people in this stuff? In this case, imagining both you and I are in the worst way craving for habitant soup, but there is only can there is one can only of the small and well known single serving size. <laughs> An American invention, by the way, the three S. Let's insert the part of Marath's mind that hovered above and watched coldly. It could not know whether Steeply was being deliberately, parodically dense and annoying to arouse Morath to some revealing passion. Morath made his rotary gesture of impatience slowly. 
But okay, he said neutrally. It is simple here. We both want the soup. So me, my pleasure from eating the habitant soup au pois has the same <laughs> price of your pain at not eating the soup when you badly crave it. Marath was patting his pockets for something. And the reverse, if you are who eats the serving. But the USA genius of for each poursuivre le bonheur, which takes us to end note 172, pursuit of happiness. Back to the text. Then who can decide who may receive this soup? <laughs> <laughs> no... Oh, what did he say? Steeply stood with weight on one leg. Example's a bit oversimplified. We, well, the answer in reality is the market. Uh, example's a bit oversimplified. We bid on the soup, maybe. Yeah, we, there we, we negotiate. Go. Maybe we divide the soup. No, for the ingenious single-serving size of serving is notoriously for only one, and we are both large and vigu- vigorous USA individuals who have spent the afternoon watching huge men in pads and helmets hurl themselves at one another mm-hmm. for the satiation uh, in the high definition of interlace, and we are both ravenous for the satiation of a complete hot bowl serving. They should su- serve soup at sports events. I agree. Half the bowl would only torment this craving I have. <laughs> The fast shadow of pain across the face of Steeply showed Morath's choice of example was witty. The divorced USA man has much experience with the small size of single-serving products. <laughs> Morath said, okay, okay, yes. Why should I, as a sacred individual, give you half of my soup? My own pleasure over torment is what is good, for I am a loyal USA, a genius of this individual desire. The bonfire slowly was filling out. Another cross of colored lights circled the airport area of Tucson. Steeply's movements of smoothing the wig and twisting fingers through the snarls of hair became perhaps more abrupt and frustrated. Steeply said, well, whose soup is it legally? Who actually, <laughs> who actually bought the soup? Marath shrugged. Not relevant for my question. Suppose a third party, now unfortunately deceased. He appears at our flat with a can of soup au pois to eat while watching recorded USA Sporting and suddenly is clutching his heart and falls to the carpeting deceased, holding the soup we are now both so wishing. Then we bid on the soup. Whoever's got the most desire for the soup and is willing to fork over the higher price buys out the other's half. Then the other just jogs on down, jogs or rolls on down to Safeway and buys himself some more soup. Whoever's willing to put his money where his hunger is gets the dead guy's soup. Marath shook his head without any heat. The Safeway store and bidding, these are also not relevant to my question. I hope the example of pea soup to raise, which perhaps this is a dull-witted question. Steeply was at the wig with both hands for repair. Former perspiration had mashed its form inward on one side, as well as small clots and small burrs from the falls of his descent to the outcropping. Presumably there was no comb or brushes in his small evening's wear purse. The rear of his dress was dirty. The straps of his prosthesis brazier dug cruelly into the meat of his back and shoulders. Again, there was for Marath a picture of something soft being slowly throttled. Steeply was responding, No, I know what you want to raise, all right. You want to talk politics. Scarcity and allocating and tough choices. All right, politics we can understand. All right, politics we can discuss. I bet I know where you're... You want to raise the question of what prevents 310, mil- individual, 310 million individual American happiness pursuers from all going around bonking each other over the head and taking each other's soup. <laughs> a state of nature. My own pleasure and to hell with all the rest. Marath had his handkerchief out. What does this wish to mean, this bonking? <laughs> <laughs> because this simplistic example shows just far apart across the chasm our people's values are, friend. Steeply was saying this. Because a certain basic amount of respect for the wishes of other people is required uh, is in my interest in order to preserve a community where my own wishes and interests are respected. Okay? 
My total and overall happiness is maximized by respecting your individual sanctity and not simply kicking you in the knee and running off with the soup. Steeply watched how steeply watched Morath blow one nostril into the handkerchief. Morath was one of the rare types who did not examine the hanky after he blew. <laughs> steeply said, "And but then I can anticipate somebody on your side of the chasm retorting with something like, quote, "Yes, my very good ami, but what if your rival for the pleasurable soup is some individual outside your community? For example, you'll say, let's just make the example that uh, it a hapless Canadian, foreign, an autre, separated from me by a chasm of history and language and value and deep respect for individual freedom, then in this wholly random instance, there would be no community-minded constraints on my natural impulse to bonk your head and commandeer the desired soup, since the poor Canadian is outside the equation of prescrive le bonheur of each individual, since he is not a part of the community whose environment of mutual respect I depend on for pursuing my interest of maximal, maximal pleasure to pain. Morath, during this time, was smiling up into the left, North, rolling his head like a blind person. His favorite personal place of off-duty in the USA's city, Boston, was in the public garden of summer, a broad and treeless declivity leading down to the Mar des Canards, the duck pond, a grassy wedge facing south and west so that the grass of the slope turns pale green and then gold as the sun circles over the head. The pond's water, cool and muddy green and overhung with impressionist willows, persons beneath the willows, also pigeons, and ducks with tight emerald heads gliding in circles, their eyes round stones, moving as if without effort, gliding upon the water as if legless below. Like films, ideals in cities, the moment before the nuclear blast in old films of USA, de uh, USA death and horror, he was missing this time in USA, Boston, Massachusetts, of refilling the pond for the ducks' return, the willows greening, the wine light of a northern sunset curving gently in to land without explosion. Children flew taut kites, and adults lay supine on the slope, absorbing the suntan, eyes closed as if in concentration. He was giving uh, out a small and desolate smile, as of fatigue. His wrist watch was unilluminated. Steeply threw a butt without turning away from Morath to watch it fall. Let's stop there. We're, there. we're at 30 minutes, and I can't take much more of this. There's like, I just don't, I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to do more of this next week. Are you at your limit? How many more pages? Like two and a half. All right, let's just keep, keep going. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I want this to be over as much as you do. This is my least favorite. Uh, a thread? Thread. All right, keep going. Um, and you'll accuse me of, you'll say, I won't only poke him in the eye and, and commandeer the whole serving of soup for myself, steeply said, but will... <laughs> After eating it, I'll give him the dirty bowl and spoon and maybe even the no-deposit habitant can to have to deal with. Saddle him with my greed's waste, all under some sham arrangement of, quote, interdependence that really, that's really just a crude national scheme to indulge my own U.S. individual pleasure lust without the complications or annoyance of considering some neighbor's own desires and interests. Marath is correct. Marath said, you will notice that I do not with sarcasm say, and here we go off together once more, which you enjoy saying. <laughs> Steeply's use of the body to shelter the lighting match for his smoking was not feminine either. His parody of Marath's accent sounded guttural and USA Cajun with a cigarette in the mouth. And here we go off together once more. <laughs> uh, he looked up past the flame. But no, am I off base? Marath had an almost Buddhist way of studying the blanket on his lap. For some seconds, he behaved as if almost asleep, nodding very smallly with the rise and fall of his lungs. The ponderous rectangles of moving light within Tucson's nightly spread were barges of land, ministering to nests of dumpsters in the deep part of night. 
Part of Morath always felt a desire to shoot persons who anticipated his responses and inserted words and said they were from Morath, not letting him speak. Morath suspected steeply of knowing this, sensing this in Morath. All two of Morath's older brothers from childhood had engaged in this, arguing every side and silencing Raimi by inserting his words. Both had kissed trains head on before reaching marriageable age, which takes us to end note 173 QV note 304 sub. I think that is the. That is the, that is the, the train jumping mm-hmm. note. Back to the text. Morath had been part of the audience for the death of the better one. <laughs> Some of the barges of land's waste would be vectored into the Sonora region of Mexico, but much would be shipped north for displacement launch into the convexity. Steeply was regarding him. No, Remy, am I off base in terms of what you'd say? The smile around Morath's mouth cost him all his training and restraint. The cans containing habitants, they say boldly, veuillez recycler ce contenant. <laughs> you are not false, maybe, but I think I am asking less for nations arguing and more for the example of you and me only. We too, if we pretend we are both of your USA type, each separate, both sacred, both desiring soupe au pois. I'm asking how is community and your respect part of my happiness in this moment with the soup if I am a USA person? It's making me really want soup. Me too. Steeply worked a finger under one strap of the brassiere to relieve the throttling pressure. I don't get you. Well, we both crave badly the entire recyclable single-serving can of this habitant. Morath sniffed. In my mind, I know it is true that I must not simply make a bonking of your head and take away the soup because my overall happiness of pleasure of the long term needs a community of <laughs> rien de bonk, which takes us to end up 174. Absolutely no bonking, presumably. Absolutely no bonking. Rien de bonk. Back to the text, but this is the long term, steeply. This is down the road of my happiness, this respecting of you. How do I calculate this distant road of long term into my action of this moment now with our dead comrade clutching the soup and both of us with spittle on our chins as we regard the soup? My question is trying to say, if the most pleasure right now, en ce moment, is in the whole serving of habitants, how is myself able to put aside this moment's desire to make bonk on you and take the soup? How am I able to think past this soup to the future of soup down my road? In other words, delayed gratification. Good. This is well. Delayed gratification. How is my USA type able in my mind to calculate my long-term overall pleasure, then decide to sacrifice this intense soup craving of this moment to the long-term and overall? Steeply sent out two hard tusks of smoke from the nostrils of his nose. His expression was of one, uh, one of patience together with polite impatience. I think it's called simply being a mature and adult American instead of a childish and immature American. A term we might use might be enlightened self-interest. Déclaison. Simply, he did not smile back. Enlightened. For example, your example from before, the little kid who will eat candy all day because it's what tastes best at each individual moment. Even if he, even if he knows inside his mind that it will hurt his stomach and rot his little fangs. <laughs> teeth steeply corrected but see he see that here it can't be a fascist matter of screaming at the kid or giving him electric shocks each time he overindulges in candy you can't induce a moral sensibility the same burning his pokemon cards yeah we can't burn his pokemon cards you can't induce a moral sensibility the same way you train a rat the kid has to learn by his own experience how to how to learn to balance the short and long-term pursuit of what he wants he must be freely enlightened to self this is the crux of the educational system you find so appalling, not to teach what to desire, to teach how to be free, 
teach how to make knowledgeable choices about pleasure and delay and the kids overall down the road maximal interests. Morath farted mild, <laughs> mildly into his cushion, <laughs> nodding as if with thought. Uh, I, if only that was what our education system was about. Yeah. Uh, and I know what you'll say, Steeply said, and no, the system isn't perfect. There is greed, there is crime, there are drugs and cruelty and ruin and infidelity and divorce and suicide. Murder. To bonk the head. <laughs> Steeply again dug at this strap. He would snap open the purse and then pause to move the brassiere's tight strap and then dig into the purse, which sounded femininely full and cluttered. He said, but this is just the price. This is the price of the free pursuit. Not everybody learns it in childhood how to balance his interests. Morath tried to envision thin men with horn rim spectacles and natural shoulder sport coats or white coats of the laboratory, carefully packing with clutter the purse of a field operative to create the female effect. W- women, <laughs> women do be having purses full of shit. Yes, women, women love their messy purses. Mm-hmm. Now Steeply had his pack of Flander Fume cigarettes and his finger of Pinky in the pack's hole, evidently trying to gauge how many were left. Venus was low in the northeast rim. When Morath's wife was born as an infant without a skull, there had been at first a suspicion that the cause was that her parents smoked cigarettes as a habit. The light of the stars and moon had become sullen. The moon had not yet set. It seemed as if sometimes the bonfire of youthful mafficking was there, and then when the eyes were averted in the next moment, it was not there. Time was passing in a silence. Steeply was using a nail to extract slowly one of the cigarettes. Morath, as a small child and with legs, had always disliked persons who made comments about how much others smoked. Steeply now had learned here just how much, just how he must stand to keep the match alive. Some wind had died down, but there were scattered, chill gusts that it seemed came from nowhere. Morath sniffed so deeply that it became a sigh. The struck match sounded loud. There was no echo. Morath sniffed and again and said, But of these types of your persons, the different types, the mature who see down the road, the puerile type that eats the candy and soup in the moment only. Entre nous, here on the shelf, Hugh Steeply, which do you think describes the USA of Onan and the great convexity, this USA you feel pain that others might wish to harm? Hands which shake out matches act always as if they are burned, this motion of snapping. Morath sniffed. Are you understanding? I'm asking between only us. How could it be that AFR malice could hurt all of the USA culture by making available something as momentary and free as the choice to view only this one entertainment? You know there can be no forcing to watch a thing. If we disseminate the semis dot, the choice will be free. No? Free from force? No? Yes? Freely chosen? M. Hugh Steeply of BSS was standing then with his weight on one hip and looked his most female when he smoked, with his elbow in his arm and the hand to his mouth and the back of this hand to Morath a type of fussy ennui that reminded Morath of women in hats and padded shoulders in black and white films smoking. Morath said, You believe we are underestimating to see all, of, all you as selfish, decadent. But the question has been raised. Are we cells of Canada alone in this view? Aren't you afraid, you of your government and gendarme? If not, you BSS, your BSS, why work so hard to prevent dissemination? Why make a simple entertainment no matter how seducing its pleasures, a summies dot and forbidden in the first place if you do not fear so many USAs cannot make the enlightened choice. This now was the closest large uh, steeply had come to stand over Morath to look down, looming. The rising astral body Venus lit his left side of the face to the color of pallid cheese. Get real. The entertainment isn't candy or beer. Look at Boston just now. You can't compare this kind of insidious enslaving process to your little cases of sugar and soup. 
Morath smiled bleakly into the chiaroscuro flesh of this round and hairless USA face. Perhaps the facts are true after the first watching. That then there seems to be no choice. But to decide to be this pleasurably entertained in the first place. This is still a choice, no? Sacred to the viewing self and free? No? Yes? <sighs> Done. Done. Okay. For now. For now. I'm sure that I know that there's much more of that. Another hundred pages or so of that. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, Sammy's dot. Sammy's dot. I mean, I get it, but it is also very like ninth grade stoner. Like, what is freedom? What man? is free will, man? Uh, what is America? Oh damn! Oh no! He's so angry. He destroyed his racket. What we've got the the usual tennis on, and Djokovic has completely. He's gone full Hulk mode. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I f how easy can that be to to break a tennis racket? I want to say not very. Yeah, not very. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Marath is right about America. He is right, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's this is one of those things where I'm like, uh, is the is the irony or like the the thing that uh, David Foster Wallace is trying to set up is like the bad guy is the good guy and the good guy is the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I guess I have to go further to see what he thinks of and how he writes of this you know terrorist plot. Uh, but I do kind of agree that giving uh, Americans the choice to consume ourselves to death is perhaps the most fair and just thing that you could do. And it's already happening. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Do we know what's going on with the entertainment at this point in the in the narrative? I mean, it's a, it sounds like it it's wreaking havoc in in Boston. Um, like, I mean, there was that initial pile up in of of the um the attaché the attaché who like by the end it was I think like thirteen people got owned. Yeah, but I I don't know how much more it's disseminated or if this is after that initial and moment. it's been like recoll recollected by somebody. Or the, yeah, they're trying to find. I mean, now they're both clearly trying to find the the master tape. Now, if you can cons can you consume just the audio or just the video portion of the uh, of the entertainment? Does it have to be together? That's a good question. I I mean, in the same way that uh, you know himself's filmography, he's a he's a he's, he's a visuals a guy, boy. Yeah. He's not an audio guy. He makes a lot of silent films. Yes, I don't even know if there's sound an, an in audio portion. Yeah. You're saying you want it to be like a podcast? No, I don't want it to be. I'm just saying, like, how how would one go about safely uh, collecting and and studying it? Like, would you have to just put a blindfold on and go in, or could would you also have to like plug blindfold your ears? and earplugs? Could you could you go in with just earplugs? Is it does it lose its hypnotic quality if it, if you just consume the visuals and not the sound? Was the Boston thing solved when someone cut the power? Maybe I I don't remember. It's yeah. been like we haven't. It's talked been, about it like it's been 84 pages. years. Yeah. Uh, uh, could you watch just moments of it, uh, like I the, mean, the Killing Joke in Monty Python? So that's that's interesting that you bring that up because if if the idea is that you immediately set eyes on the entertainment and it draws you in and mm -hmm. you can't look away, that would that is then that's like the conceit of creating all video for social media right now is like if you can't if you can't hook someone within the, the first, first five second, seconds yet first like three <laughs> seconds then they'll continue tapping through if the entertainment was in an instagram story would it get everyone or would some people be able to get past it oh god imagine if you could rt the entertainment here's another question uh they obviously he watched it on a television 
did was was there any you know we you must watch this movie in the um in the, the proper aspect in the ratio. seventy whatever millimeter uh print yeah in the proper aspect uh, Dolby ratio. Digital IMAX yeah <laughs> watching the entertainment on on your um what's the what's the uh tiny what's the handheld gaming switch yeah <laughs> uh watch it watching the entertainment in forty x. Oh my god! With the moving chairs, dude, and they spray scents and and mists at you. That would be the ultimate. It would because then, it, if I understand correctly, and I, I don't think I'm spoiling this, but the entertainment involves being ro- like you are a baby. Yes, and you're just being rocked. Your mom and you're being rocked, and your mom is saying yeah, wait, sorry. Isn't, yes, isn't it implied that there is an audio track to it that she is like speaking to you? Yeah, or at least the the implication of speaking. I mean, that's the thing, because, uh, again, I, I, I'm hoping that almost halfway through this book, this isn't a spoiler, is that, that Madame Psychosis is the female figure in there. And no, that I she thought might, we had already well, uh, established that. And she might be unveiled. And we all know she's got that great voice, that yes. wonderful, flat, empty, yes. ever so slightly twangy voice. So maybe you do need to hear it. Yes, I think you do need to hear it. I'm going to say that it is a audio and visual experience. So here, I'm trying to draw, maybe these aren't the right parallels to make, but I'm trying to draw the parallel of like, what is the most, r- right now, what, what is the thing that is the most entertaining and yet the most destructive thing out there? Drugs. Drugs. That's what, actually, I do want to talk about this because that's what I was thinking about throughout this conversation, especially going through this whole last big chunk between the last time we saw Steeply and Marath and this, mm-hmm. a lot of the AA stuff. Yes. Uh, and then a little bit of the history stuff, but but mostly thinking about the addiction and AA thing is like that freedom of choice, that balancing the ratio of pleasure to pain Uh and the individual's uh, prerogative to seek the highest form of that uh, is not substance abuse, substance use, Mm-hmm. Or or and or abuse like part of that calculation like where do, where would that fit in with that and is that not I I don't know it just felt relevant to what yeah. they were dis- discussing yeah I know I th- I think so too because especially when Morath was saying our school system teaches people to have a, a healthy uh you know to to eventually learn their own limits and I'm like yeah some people do some people don't and it's not their fucking fault yeah <laughs> especially the way hey, that life the, is designed yeah if you're you know if I mean that again. It's that I. I guess Hugh Steeply is being a neoliberal or something of just like the idea that, uh, that that anything other than just having like a a basic income and healthcare and like a house. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like he's he skipped to like efficient appliances. What we're really saying is that schools should uh you should get microdosed in in health and sex ed class to give you uh, an experience with drugs and teach you healthy limits. <laughs> One of a, uh, a woman who does like basically counseling for uh, parenting and psychedelics that I have made um, mm-hmm. video content for interviewed a guy who I, I don't know if I talked about it on the pod before, but he interviewed a guy who's like a doctor and uh, like a, a psychiatrist in particular who's very interested in psychedelics and has a kid and basically offered has a couple of kids and offered to each kid when they turn 13 the uh, if if they want to do basically like a coming of age ritual that mm-hmm. either would be like smoking weed or doing a small amount of MDMA mm-hmm. and that would be like the like turn into adulthood and he said one one of the kids turned turned it down one of them didn't um but there's i mean it's one of the i think about this all the time just like the 
if the fun of drugs is knowing that it's it's bad to do it and you yeah. should hide it, then the hiding becomes part, part of, of the, the fun. fun. They should give people Molly at uh, bar mitzvahs. I'm like not even kidding when I say that that is something that should be done. Yeah, maybe. maybe if you should offer it, you shouldn't tell the people. But I don't know. I I. I connect my own, I would say, responsible use of substances with the fact that I basically grew up middle class and cared for. Yes. I didn't like if you don't have the sense of like things being like missing or, uh, you know, vo- voids in the what you need to like develop as a, a well adjusted adult, then of course you that that balance is not going to be the ratio is going to be harder to find. Yes. It's very easy for me to have a ratio because I we have, grew up we very have well, all the, well taken care yeah, of. We have all the comforts, yeah. the basic comforts needed. Our, our hierarchy of needs is filled up to near the top. Uh, and and thus, just tweak it, tinkering with that ratio is is becomes the point of life, basically. Yeah, it's, it's really because, I mean, that's the, God, yeah, the the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of non non pleasure is a really not not easy way to think of life but it's really something that happens a lot in life <laughs> did you see that they've built like some kind of new net to scoop up all the trash in the pacific garbage patch yeah yeah i saw a video of it this week admit i don't know thinking about the the you know, is the it plot, um, powered by dolphins do they attach no, a dolphin that would be at really, every that would end? be really adorable yeah um it made me think the pacific garbage patch the plastic island in the gyre yes you're g-y-r-e do you know that word i would say gyre, gyre but again Pacific i'm not the gyre. pronunciation and authority anyway since we started reading this book it makes me think of the concavity that it that is what it is it's it a basically na- is but it's like a supranational like concavity mm. does it has anyone claimed it no can you imagine if someone was like, like this we'll my, take responsibility for this? Like Mozambique was like, we'll, we'll deal with this. <laughs> they would get no thanks. If, if like no, an none. entire nation was like, we are going to take the entire productive capacity of ours to just clean up this mess that everybody had made, everybody would be like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah, th- yeah, thanks, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all got any oil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all exactly. got anything for us? Can we uh, come check out your shit? What do you got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to say say on this other than uh, yeah, maximizing, maximizing pleasure in the the three hundred ten million people's pursuit of maximizing pleasure over pain on an individual and completely atomized basis is uh not a good uh baseline for a society. It's not. It's not good. And that that is where you know, oh god, I'm I don't even know if I want to like get get into the idea of like. <laughs> living in a society versus the, the like we grossest do, parts of being we, we human do beings do it, where you know uh the the system props up a lot of that stuff but the system also wouldn't uh wouldn't be thriving if everyone also didn't buy into it yeah leave society reject society reject society embrace embrace tennis community embrace tennis <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man wow nadal has a, a juicy little rump doesn't he <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> look at that ass this is from 11 years ago so i assume is it? it's tripled in size yeah i think this the u.s open we're watching is 2010 oh really yeah uh <laughs> yeah because they look both pretty young uh the he's really getting under Djokovic's skin i bet um 
I think men should start getting BBLs next. I'm tired of the fertile woman. It's time for the, the fertile, fertile man. man. <laughs> the hourglass figure man. The hourglass figure man. Or for men, would it be the opposite? Because apparently, like apparently, cave women like men to look like upside down triangles. The, the triangle so just getting physique. like a shoulder, a shoulder, shoulder, BBL. shoulder implants. Big, yeah, a Brazilian like, shoulder lift. The Brazilian shoulder lift. <laughs> Peck implants, and then a butt tuck. Right. The sign of virility in men is absolutely just the flattest ass. Yeah. The Hank Hill ass. That's an ass that that's a provider's ass. <laughs> yes, that's an ass of a man who knows how to hunt and gather. <laughs> I can't I don't know. I'm so if you're listening, uh, if I'm you're sorry. Listening to this, it's too late. It's too late. This I know the the Morath and Steve Lee stuff really sucks, but we're It doesn't least- it doesn't really suck. It just is it's funny because it's like it's funny because it's like compared to the rest of his the rest of it like the 10 pages describing like two minutes of an AA meeting feels like genuinely propulsive yeah you know well it's just more interesting like this is just like two guys and they're both like to me the I mean Marath is interesting in a certain way I'm not sure how if it's ever explained why he married someone who was born without a skull <laughs> yes uh, I do, I do not know. I, I well, that's the thing is that I, you know, we're we're getting senses of their characters through these like amorphous dorm room philosophy discussions, but it's also like, you know, I I I don't know. I don't have any backstory. I I I don't know what I should care. I don't really know anything about Steeply other than he's like a a kind of, you know, drinks the drinks the Kool Aid company man who, and mm-hmm. who looks grotesque as a woman, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's just yeah. I'm much more interested in in how the, the, the thing Dawn. is. It, it's also that I feel like I'm not getting anything new out of each of these sections. It like goes back, and I'm like, yep, they're going to be talking about like the nature of liberty in America or yeah, uh, the free will or whatever. I guess it's it's you know like ugh, again boring. Like I'm living it. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I know Morath. I know. I know. Here we are going again. Here we are going again. <laughs> Fair du banc. Rien de banc. <laughs> I wish to live in a life that is rien de banc. Free of banc? Yeah. All right. Free bonk, of, bonk free lifestyle. A bonk free lifestyle. All right. I, I think I think we've done it. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there. Oh, Sorry man, we missed we went, last week. We were. Oh, yeah. We were in. We were in England. We were in England. Yeah. Uh, we just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to take the pod gear all the way there. It's yeah, no, you, you know, at a certain point you're bringing a bunch of wires on a plane. Yeah. It's weird. always, yeah. It's always confusing. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm signing off. This bye. is it. Bye.